The original kings of podcasting, starring Mark Chambers and Todd Perry. Season 2, Episode 7, The Pod Kingdom. Original Kings of Podcasting, OGKings.com. My name is Mark. That is Todd. Currently, yes. Currently. Yes. Perpetually, actually. Is this some kind of mental state I need to be in? Yeah. Think of myself as currently myself? Well, you know, the, the self... And you know we'll get into this a little later, um, but the self is current, you know, constantly evolving. Um, Are we going to get into this a little later? Oh, I mean, it's it, well, y- you don't know what's coming. Let so me tell I, you. Let, know. let me tell you why I uh, was summoned today. Hmm. Uh, well, I, you know, and I, I want to. I don't want to come out of the gate aggro, as the as the kids say, aggro hmm. against this concept. Yeah. Uh, the idea has been floated, and I believe some money has been spent, and some yes. some emails have been sent, I, and many uh, that you didn't necessarily reply to quickly or uh-huh. uh, positively, mm-hmm. or you're, you've been kind of vague in the way you've been reacting to this, which I think is our almost key to liberation as mm. kings. So, and one, one one of the major things about being a king is. Being sovereign, mm-hmm. a sovereign reign, and and to that end, uh, as kings, we have apparent we quote unquote have mm-hmm. decided. And there's a little bit of dissension in the in the castle. Mm. Uh, it's hard to have two kings in one castle. It is it is hard to have two kings in one castle, and maybe this will help with that. Uh, but we've decided to 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 move forward by putting together. <sighs> Uh, putting together a podcast Proudly. network, yes, a, a, a podcast network called uh, the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I believe it's podkingdom.com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were going to use Podcastle, but I think uh, Kevin Smith took that. Mm, yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. It was it was a step outside, but I, you know, I really in me doing my research and my thoughts and everything, I came that Pod Kingdom. I feel like it's a great offshoot for the original Kings. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. There's a lot of people out there with podcasts mm-hmm. that they will never be heard mm-hmm. unless they are part of a collective. And you feel that the original Kings of Podcasting brand is is going to be the one that gets them out into space, out of the uh, get gets them off the ground, lets them break orbit and really just launch into into space. Well, I figure with uh, you know some potential sponsorship money coming through, mm-hmm. um, they need places to allocate that money. Therefore, we need shows. Okay. And so the we're more gonna, product we have, and we can't sit here and put out 30 shows a day. Right. We need other people to do that. We need to syndicate out. But but, but the, the thing is, the people and the shows that are going to be on this network, mm-hmm. it's not a bunch of BS hack talent. It's hand-chosen, hand-curated pod chosen by uh, myself. And should you decide to really join in the fold, Mark, mm-hmm. you could have... Uh, the, the people you're championing uh, get their shows out there too. I mean, I sent you that one. You you you, you respond. I, I sent you an MP3, a demo, and you responded, "Yeesh." And then I said, "So what do you think?" And then two days later, you texted and said, "Send me your flight information." And so it was like, 
you completely well so i don't want to make it personal well, i don't want to bring our beef uh to the I, list i don't want yeah. i don't want the people to th- think that the kings are sitting around you know bickering i want them to to picture us as ruling yes yes proudly and you know here's the deal I think that once I show you these, I play for you the demos for these shows that I have, again, hand-selected, uh-huh. hand-curated from talent that I can get behind. Because there's very few you know, pod talents out there that I would actually back or put my good name on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The good, the good name of Todd Perry, sure. it, just, it just doesn't get attached to everything. You know what I'm saying? It's not Ronco. You know, uh, this is this is uh, my brand. So here, how, how about I start playing for you some of the stuff that. Um, so what do we do? You're going to pitch me shows, and then I get to actually weigh in on whether or not um, these shows join the Pod Kingdom, or you're more just playing these as commercials for shows that are absolutely going to be airing on the Pod Kingdom. Well, I, I would like us to keep some semblance of a relationship of us working together on things. I'd like that to be kind of going forward. Uh, if not, we're, we're going to have a splintered rain, civil war. We're going to have North and South Pod Kingdom. Mm, okay. Mm, mm. Yeah. Good point. Actually, oh, oh. can that be the North one? Uh, wow, well, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. All, All right. right. So this is you now a, a one guy that I again I've really been championing is a guy, a very very funny guy out of uh, San Diego, named Dune. Okay. Now Dune, his here, here's his th- his bit is he reads things. I like a newscaster. No, like he just reads things. Like, does he read them out loud? He he reads them and records them. So right now he has a, a show called Dune Reads Goosebumps. Okay. Which is good. Timely. But, the movie did really well in the box office. Yeah, People yeah. love Goosebumps. Yeah. And, it's nineties. And I kind of wanted to get him away from that and get him into more obscure. Uh, types of things he can read. So he he sent me this stuff, and I just think it's great. I just love it. I so, just I so want, you, he's like my Snoop Dogg, and I'm like Dr. Dre. He's you like want, my protege. You want to launch? See these wings? A podcast network of shows that people are going to want to listen to, and the first thing you want to do with your first hand selected talent is have him do obscure shit instead of the populist shit that he's currently doing. A lot of stuff has been mined already in podcasting, so okay. we we need to start going to the periphery okay. and bringing that out, expressing the periphery, okay. not subjugating the periphery. Okay, let's hear it. So this is Dune Reads Magic Eyes books. You know the books you look at, and there's not a picture, Wait, what? and then the picture comes out. So just you, you, you again, I like that. What you're curious? Okay. Heyo, and welcome to Dune Reads Magic Eyes, brought to you by the Pod Kingdom. We're back for part two of Garfield's Magic Eye 3D Illusion, starting on page 16. You excited about this? He's got the the, the illusion book. I can see it. Like, I, the I, I painting like, the pictures. Okay, okay, so here's the thing. I like his formatics. He, he, oh. hit, he hit the name of the network. Mm-mm. He introed the show. He did a reset. Yeah, he's letting the listener know where we currently are. I have a question. I'm curious how he's going to handle the visual aspects. I mean, that's the key, right? Theater of the mind. Mm. All right, hold up one second. All right. So the whole thing is orange and squiggly. I feel like the orange may be an orange herring, <laughs> like like a red herring, but you know, instead of. <laughs> To mislead you that way, it's Garfield related, you know. So, let's see. I'm pulling it back. I'm not seeing anything. No. Wait for it. It looks. 
It looks like orange lasagna now. <laughs> like that's that's Garfieldy. But anyway, yeah. all right. Let me relax my eyes. <sighs> Bringing it up. Not seeing it. All right. I feel like I'm trying too hard. You know what we always say here on uh, Dune Reads Magic Eyes. You know. <laughs> Go with the flow, and the picture will show. All right, I'm bringing it back again. Arms full length. It's really, sh sh you know, sharing the experience. <sighs> yeah. All right, some. What's it going to be? It's more vertical than horizontal, so maybe it's it's Odie sitting up, or maybe John. I mean, I, I, I don't. Uh, uh, this is great, and now, now here's the deal. How many magic eye books are out there? I, I, Hundreds, thousands, millions. This this is never ending content. Todd, that's <laughs> now. What if what if he was staring at it and then suddenly a DraftKings logo came up it's and he was like DraftKings.com. It's completely unlistenable. It's it what I it, I could just go buy a Magic Eye book. Yeah. Like the whole point of it is the fun. Like, but you're not Dune. How long am I going to hear him sitting there going, not seeing it? Not seeing it. Oh, that's the. I mean, that's not tension. Not seeing it. Like, when's he gonna see it? It's oh, coming. It's man. coming. Oh my god! Oh my god! But ah. where's the like? I, I, like, how do you? How are you engaging with the listener? Does the listener get a copy of the Magic Eye and like no. it's a view along? That would be expensive. Okay. Is Can you do a Magic Eye on the internet? Could you have like? An, I don't because you know. I was asking before the show where the internet was, and you couldn't fucking explain this to me, which kind of pissed me off. Well, but, I don't. I'm, but it, could you put like a Magic Eye picture on the internet? And maybe look at try to beat Dune like you at the same time you like brace him like that's content I should tell him that like I just I do people even still can you even still get magic eye pictures yeah I this is like a 90s at Barnes and Noble thing okay well you know you know what and sometimes they have those at the uh you know the desk the uh the, the desk they put outside the Barnes and Noble uh-huh the discount desk yeah so people can use, we can send people to Barnes and Nobles to get the books okay at revenue we get a cut of the book okay it's, it's all good so dune also uh, in addition uh, to reading magic eye books has a new show also which i think is fantastic it's very functional and it's dune reads takeout menus from the greater san diego era oh so let's uh, let's take a look here. Okay. Heyo, and welcome to Dune Reads Takeout Menus, brought to you exclusively by the Pod Kingdom. Exclusive. Today we're going through Sushi Coochie. Now, this is specifically the Mission Valley location. Uh, maybe later Big we'll DMA. do another episode with maybe the Pacific Beach and Carlsbad locations. And uh, anyway, well, the logo. Well, I just, just pause. Just stop. Why is it regional specific? Like you're, you're, like that's all the best material. Like but some look, kind of generic Panera bread one. It doesn't have the charm or the character or the typos of but, a normal takeout menu that you get at Sushi Coochie. But I have a Panera bread near my house. So yeah. if I heard. Uh, Dune reads the Panera bread menu. Oh. It might make me hungry for Panera bread, and then I could actually go get some. But I can't, I'm not flying to San Diego from San Francisco for sushi from this place. This, oh, do you know what a demo is? This is a demo, meaning it's not the finished product. It's an arrow pointing in the direction of the finished product. Let's get. Through. I think is good. This is good. I as just want to get through all of the logo. Swear to God, of sushi coochie is just a set of lips, like 
<laughs> one step away from just putting like a mold that looks like a butthole next to it. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> like we always do, I'm starting off with the uh, appetizers list, as you do. Well, I, actually, I start off with the uh, drink list. I'm drinking a uh, vodka and cream soda right now. I had a long day at work. Anyway, so anyway, appetizer Let's list. Let's get a little bit of business. For, uh, Coochie Sushi Mission Valley location. Uh, number one is the edamame, which they have. They have regular garlic and spicy. Uh, it just, Did you know that just there's stop. three types of edamame? I've only, that, see, I'm already educated from this show. Normally, I'm not an edamame fan, but he kind of sells it. I think Dune sounds like a great guy. Oh, he is. He sounds like... Uh, a pretty solid radio host. Um, I I have a question about the whole concept. Okay. Well, one would I'm that all ears. would yeah. that be one Dune show? Like, or is Dune reads takeout menus coming out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Dune reads three D eyes coming yeah. out Tuesday, Thursday? I I think I mean if he's got the bandwidth. I think that we can do both simultaneously if that's what you want. Okay. We can do that. Um, I mean, I, okay, so I, let, me, let me ask this. So I, I'm hearing, uh, as a listener, I'm hearing the original Kings of Podcasting. Yeah. And I'm listening, and I'm laughing, oh, oh, maybe yeah. not as much as I did in season one. Yeah, probably not. And then I'm, and then I'm going, oh, I, uh, I like these guys. Yeah. I like the material they write and produce. Why does that then lead me to go, I want to listen to some podcasts that they like? Yeah. Uh, like, why they trust ha- us? The whole network thing just, I, wh- why, wh- why do, uh, why does us being successful at a podcast mean that the people that we handpick are going to be successful at podcasting? You know, I think that's a great question. Mm-hmm. But I think when you, again, you have curated talent, curated content by us, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you go to, when, when you go to the Starbucks, Right, and they have those CDs out in front, and mm-hmm. it's like managers' picks. Mm-hmm. You're like, if it didn't say managers' picks, you'd be like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to listen to that. You know, Stevie Wonder covers album, right? But, 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 this, but then it says managers' picks. It's got credibility. But why the fuck do I care what the manager of the Starbucks listens to? Why wouldn't you? Why would I? You did just because he picked it. Mark? Play the next demo. All right. So this is. I don't know. I this, hopefully this one will cheer you up a little bit. Uh, this is a uh, this is a, a a guy. You know the announcer of our show. I do the, the English English announcer. I do that. That's that, the funny thing. That's that's his name. It's actually that's all all I know him as is the English, English announcer. announcer. Yeah, but the English announcer now has. Um, I think somebody his email said Steve Shaw. I believe, but I, okay. I don't know. That could be a cover. But uh, so. He has this uh, podcast. Now, here's a great thing. Because he's English, uh-huh. it's a show about English things. Okay. So on this, this show, uh, he, he talks about in-depth uh, umbrellas. Because to an Englishman, uh, an umbrella is very important. It's a, it's a tool for getting through life. Without your umbrella, you don't exist, bro. Okay. You know, we don't understand that as Californians. But uh, here, let, let's hear it. Hello. This is the original Kings of Podcasting's original English announcer, and today on the Everything English show, I'd like to discuss a few important issues in which most English people will find interesting, or at least will listen to politely. First, I'd like to discuss umbrellas. I'd like to start with handles. Everyone knows that a good handle makes a good umbrella. Sometimes, 
When it's raining in Nottingham, I enjoy the Elmwood Crook as it fits wonderfully in my palm, angling under my pinky for extra support and nimbleness. When it's particularly blustery at Earl's Court, I prefer a chestnut straight as it gives me extra leverage against the southwesterly gust from the shores of Blackpool. When it comes to the ferrule, many prefer a sharp edge on their gams, but for me, it just doesn't provide the correct balance I need to have adequate control of the rib, tip, and center stretcher. Many will disagree with me, but in terms of canopy, only a fool would use one-shaped Lysandro. I much prefer teardrop-shaped Hollinger. Is this is this hot hot talk in England? I think so. I will admit, I don't know a lot about British culture. That could actually be amazing. Yeah, I mean, this could actually be like okay. What's big right now? Downton Abbey. Right. Right. What's what's what what's that basically about accents english people ah you were close okay so it's english people just like that and now we can we can slam in some pbs ad in there where it's like hey dingleberries there's a jolly good thing happening on the telly right yeah we can do that in this show okay and people all over england they're going to be sitting on the tube and they're going to be eating their uh, chips uh-huh and Is that, that's that's like fries right it's yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's fries. Yeah, yeah. It's fries. They, they say funny things over there. Okay. And so this, it just kind of blends into that culture. And I don't think anybody's doing anything this English. It's, it's, it's pretty English. I worry that it doesn't play to the Midwest. Mm. Mm. It does rain in the Midwest. Okay. Okay. But, but all of those umbrella facts, mm-hmm. I don't know what any of it means. You know what a gamps is, right? And your stretcher, uh, and the canopy, and the difference between the uh, crook uh, handle. All right. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Mm. But it's. I mean, we're going in the right direction here, at least for you. I feel like you like this more than Dune. Well, I like accents. Yeah. And Dune doesn't really have one. I mean, except probably to the announcer. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think in some places he's going to have a little bit. Uh, I mean, some people from California sound really California e uh-huh. people outside of that that we don't know. Uh huh. Um, let's. Let's get into uh, another show. Uh, I, you know, as as you know, I'm a big fan of uh, like spirituality. Hi. A big fan of spirituality, uh, meditation. I'm into Eastern philosophy. So I, I just want you to hear this show that I've been working on. You've been working on. What's this tower all about? To What's This Dow All About? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn What's This Dow All About? Feeling it? At least you, you, you like the intro here? What's this Dow All About? It. 
Uh, let's see here. So, welcome back, everybody. Thank I, you for listening. It's to weird. What's it's weird now because you're, you're on tape and you're also yeah. in person. Yeah, Not listen to that. Struggle, but our uh, continuing Hi. path to get to yeah, it's me. to return. It's it's definitely you. Down. All right, uh, let's let's Tom. let's stop it there. Okay. Feels a bit self-serving. What's that? You you having your own show on your own podcast? This network. this is a gift. This would be two shows that you would have on your own network. Mm. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, I just I, it feel it's like can't you just can't you just do one? Well, I mean, we can sit. I mean, I've got I, my, I just, my book on the wisdom of the Tao over there, and we can do we could do the Tao on this show. So I, I, I just, mean, I'd be acing out Doctor Carl, who would have to bring on here some kind of like advisor or something. I mean, it just feels like. You're kind of exploiting the fact that you started the podcast network to just put whatever crap you want on there. Mm. When when all the oh. other whoa well I I mean listen oh. I don't mean to I don't want to I'm sure it's great, but do the people that tune in to OG Kings and the English Umbrella Cast yeah. also want to learn? What is it again? Taoism? Yeah. The wisdom do, of Lao Tzu. Okay, here, here's, do, I mean, here's what I just, I just, I'm, again, why? Here's your assumption. Your assumption is people that listen to the original kings of podcasting are very narrow-minded people that only like um, jokes and topical humor. Is that not, is that not? But I, some I, people, like some people like ribs and they also like chicken just to go back to your starbucks example collard greens i love a good steak and if i'm standing in line at the starbucks and i'm looking down at the stevie wonder cover album and i'm waiting in line for my large uh iced americano i don't think i wish i could get a steak here Mm. i wish they served steak like i came to starbucks for for coffee and manager's choice CDs, mm-hmm. yeah, not uh, a fourteen ounce ribeye. Mm. I like fourteen ounce ribeyes, but I'll go to the Sizzler if I want to get one. Okay, well, okay, now let's 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 flip this on its head. The manager's choice CD is music. Mm-hmm. The coffee is coffee mm-hmm. made from beans. Mm-hmm. These two are not alike in any way. Mm. A ribeye actually fits better with the coffee because it's edible. But you've heard of the phrase coffeehouse music? Have you ever heard of the phrase coffeehouse bovine? That was actually the name of my old uh, indie band. Just play. Is there is there more demos? I've got I've got one more, and it's it's by a guy that you're probably familiar with. Uh, and so I'll just start it right here. I think the guy's got a lot of great advice, a lot of great things to say. So oh. let's uh, let's hear it. Okay. Hello, welcome to the very first episode of the David Demark Cast. My name is David DeMarco. I am a best-selling author. You may be familiar with some of my books, such as How to Get Her Into Bed in 25 Minutes or Less for Less Than $14.99 and South Pole Seduction. These books and many of my other titles are currently number one on Amazon.com. They are also available in every major bookstore. Wait, all of his books are currently number one? Yeah. How are they all number one at the same time? Well, they're, they're like tied. Do we? You know do, what I'm saying? It's like so what? So he's got five books. And so it says number one, David DeMarco, and then number six, Fifty Shades of Grey. Ah, uh, yeah. So like all of his, I just I just want to make sure that the uh, same exact people buy the same amount of books. So it's like one book sells hundred thousand copies to a hundred thousand people. Uh huh. That's those same people 
are so infatuated with his sage-like wisdom that they all buy the book too. So it's like it never by the end of the week it just shakes out as even. So just, they're all number one. It just all kind of works out. Yeah. Well, you know how I like it when things do that. Yeah. Just all work out. Good. Watershed moment in your life. For you are listening to the very first episode of what is sure to be the greatest podcast of all time. Well, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you ready whoa. to have your mind blown whoa. by a technique so powerful? I'm a little concerned that it might, he might be attempting to overshadow the mother show. Yeah. So if I've got a guy on the wow. network saying he's going to have the greatest podcast of all time, am I now in direct competition with him? No, I think because the, the I, rising tide raises all boats. I feel as kings. We can both be number one simultaneously. DeMarco has proven that this is it can happen in the universe. Okay, what, uh, just... Powerful. Many men will not even understand it. Good. Let's proceed. In several of my books, I say that one way to get more women into bed is to understand them. Understand the target, and you are sure to get the prize more often. I recommend several Lies. things to uh, establish this. For example, read Cosmopolitan magazine. This will let you understand what she thinks about, what she's attracted to, what she's interested in reading. How these writers write to women is insanely powerful. Eh? Uh, are we promoting a bit of a negative image here of what is he a doctor no no he's just a guy who's put he's kind of a scientist i mean you don't have to he's a to, he's a scientist he's a scientist of sexual sexual you know, relations okay and, and, and dominating females now the thing is you don't have to be like you don't have to get a degree that says you're an official scientist by behaving like a scientist you are a scientist uh, I don't have to get someone I, to bless me and say I'm a reader. I read books. I think I feel like science is a little bit different than than reading. If these, I mean, I think so. Science involves reading. Mm -hmm. I just I'm worried. I don't want to stray. See here. Okay, so here's here's <coughs> here's what Todd Perry is doing on all of these shows. He waits for the first thing I say that he can then take me off onto some tangent. Then I'm going to sound stupid if I continue pursuing him when I drop it. It's like well. That's a good show. We settled all the uh, we settled all the arguments. Put it on the kingdom, and I'm just yeah. nervous that the kingdom is just going to be this. We're like stamping our name on a bunch of random dog shit. No, this is good. Like keep 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 li keep listening. Also, read trashy romance novels. God damn read it! Extreme trashy romance novels. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey is an excellent example. Why are women attracted to these words? How can you use them to improve your game? Also, you can set up a recon profile on several of the major dating websites. This will allow you to understand... You're taking notes? It's so fucking sleazy. Dan, what she sees when she goes on these websites, and what lame lines your competition is using, and how you can more effectively destroy them. Mm. The technique I'm about to share with you will be misunderstood by many men. In fact, several men may laugh. Yeah, he just see he's trying to get ahead of the fact that it's probably going to be terrible. No, no. It's like, "Oh, oh, you know, so just to just to get ahead of it, if you sit there and go this is stupid, that's actually on you." No, the thing is, lots of times when a sage it's, tells the truth, 
Most men laugh he, at the truth, and they don't see it, and then, and then they're missing out. How is he a sage? Ask themselves, how could that possibly work? These men are complete wuss bags. Mm. Yeah, Let yeah. them stay at home with their weak game while you are in the club getting three or four women in a night without ever having to leave. Wait, how, are the you, technique- how do you get them without having to leave? What is it? What does getting them mean? I think we know what getting them means. He's banging them in the bathroom and then going back out on the dance floor? There are bathrooms. There are broom closets. There's the area where the promoter is back by his desk counting stacks of money. This is There's horrifying. There's a bar. There is behind the bar. There is the roof of the club. There is the emergency exit of the club. Okay? There is, like, here's the thing. You, you lack creativity, and that's why you're not understanding David DeMarco's advice. I think I'm about to share. I have named cross-dress for success. What? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Dress like a woman, and you will understand and bag more women. Now, this is a very powerful technique. It does not need to be applied all the time. Three or four times is sufficient to understand the paradigm and up your game. So what happens when you cross-dress for success? I really don't understand Three- what's happening right now. I'm really confused. <laughs> I don't know that this should be on the... I don't know that I want to promote this. Wait, do you have a problem with people expressing themselves? They're, you know, I, as, a, as a cis male, mm. you're sitting there and you're telling that other men can't express themselves no, sexually by, no, cro- no, no, by no. dressing... I just... I, th- I feel I, you, like he... You think he's, that this well, doesn't he, fit in the network? Transphobia doesn't fit on this network either, Mark. <sighs> just play it. Very important things happen. Number one you get a better understanding for women's clothing. You'll understand what it means, what the designers mean, how much it costs, how it feels. You'll instantly know by taking one look at her outfit, whether she's into luxury or comfort or designer names or a multitude of other things that you can only understand once you have cross-dressed three or four times. Three or four times? It establishes a very powerful paradigm in your head. Are you any less of a man because you're wearing a bra? The answer is no. You are no longer in everyone else's universe. You are now in your own universe. This shit's getting really... This is getting... (laughs) This is is getting a little... I mean... I mean... A little what? I'm just... Are you any less of a man because you're wearing a bra? I... No. So I'm... uh, Why am I... By the master... You are the prize. Everybody has to come to you. This is very powerful. So wait. This is something. I'm at the club. Yeah. And I'm dressed like a woman. Yes. But I'm trying to pick up other women. And and it's so powerful. No, 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 no. You're missing the point. They're coming. They're all just flocking to me. Well, no. Because they probably want to know why I'm at the club very confidently dressed like a woman, but hitting on women. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's normal. No, you're you're missing the point. Here's what happens David DeMarco is saying you at home, you know, you you, you go out to JCPenney's, you go out to your Robinson's May, you get yourself a nice pantsuit. And then you go out to the club. Mm. You put a wig on so no one knows that it's Mark Chambers dressed as a lady. Okay. Once that happens... Because I have a wig on. Yeah. Did I remember to shave? I hope so. Okay. 
Um, and and then you, because you're a woman, because you possess this femininity, mm-hmm. and they, they put, you possess what others assume to be a vagina, uh, men from all over the club are just gonna flock to you uh-huh. like like ants. On a on a candy bar, on a melted candy bar on a hot day. So I'll and, under I'll understand how they are gonna hit on me. But no, it takes three or four times. Okay. First time you're not gonna understand anything. Okay. You're gonna walk out of there, you know, with a twisted ankle from your heels, going, "What the fuck happened to me today?" I'm wearing. He- Can I wear flats? I'm already six one. No. You want that attention? You want that shine? Do you? I do. Okay. I do. That women are very attracted to. And number three, and maybe most importantly, after cross-dressing, you will understand how to get her out of those clothes even quicker. Oh, because I physically know how the all the stuff yeah, works. how the bra works. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I struggle with that. So, for an overview, we've got Dune reading various things. We've got David DeMarco's fantastic advice for men and for yeah for for men and you know male identified people to pick up women. You've got uh, what's this Dow all about? You've got a show about the Dow Day Jake. So we've got we've got uh, sex covered. We've got uh, things that need to be read for people who can't read them. Uh, we've got uh, English issues got taken that, care of. Uh, things that need to be looked at. For people that apparently can't look at them. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, Dune and I, we're, we've been in discussions about lots of other things that just need to be read. Um, and there's a lot out there. Uh, we've been thinking about Dune Reads the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay. In their original Hebrew. He's beefing up on that. He's getting his right? And uh, we're going to have that. So, I mean, we've got a roster of things. We've got something like... The person that just listens to OG Kings is not going to be a fully balanced, individuated building. They're going to be sitting at home, not getting laid, dressed as their own gender, right? Right. They're not going to be meditating and getting their Tao on. They're going to go outside, and it's going to be raining. Mm-hmm. No fucking umbrella. So this is, this is the avatar of the current Original Kings of Podcasting listener. Yes. And, and here's the but thing. They're, but they're entertained, right? They're laughing. They're entertained. They're laughing. They're in the rain. They're dressed as their own gender. What do they have when the show's over? Nothing. We're trying to create... See, here's the deal. Once our subjects are kind of inundated with our ideas on everything from spirituality to jokes to having things read for them, mm-hmm. we're going to create uh, automatons uh, that you know will you know love the uh, northern part of the pod kingdom. Anyway, what I'm saying is we're creating full people. The Pod Kingdom could need increased revenue And shows by DeMarco And podcasts by Doom Where the kings all agree It remains to be seen Or is it death to the kingdom of podcasts?